great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hello, everyone. My name is Trent, but most of you know me as IT Guy, and welcome back to the Blockchain Gaming Podcast. In this episode, I have Label on the show to talk about the Play to Earn game Mintopoly, an extremely fun and addicting browser based game that pays you to play. We're going to dive into everything Mintopoly, including gameplay, NFTs, and what's to come in the future of Mintopoly. So, without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. Label, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. It's glad of to be here. Of course, of course. And so, I've been playing Mintopoly for quite a while now. I think since probably the 10th round, and we'll get into what oh, all wow. that means, but um, I'm... I'm addicted to this game. <laughs> um, I think you have a you have a have a decent following in the Discord as well. That uh, you know are are it's become the Mintopoly religion, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, just so so just for you know people listening, um, I'm 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 gonna try to break it down. So, um, you know, if people listen to this and they have no idea what Mintopoly is, this is a great little starter video. So, first of all, yeah. let's just uh, you know talk about you. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know how you how you came to find yourself starting to cr- actually create Mintopoly. Oh man, it's kind of an interesting story. I I had been kind of an amateur hobbyist coder for a while, and maybe the beginning of last year, so about like 18 months ago or 16 months ago, I started wanting to do something with crypto. I was really getting mm-hmm. into it. Um, I started learning about Ethereum and how to program Web3 apps. Um, and originally I had an idea of creating kind of like an NFT marketplace where you could access content or unlock content by owning NFTs and just mm-hmm. kind of some ideas. And then I started thinking, well, I need a name for this. Right. And I just started looking up domain names that were available. And somehow I stumbled onto Mintopoly. <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I saw the whole vision for what this project could be. I stopped everything else and I just started working on it. And, you know, over uh, almost exactly a year ago, actually, I started it. And then by June, um, I had a prototype out there and people mm-hmm. were playing it. Um, and by uh, the middle of August, we launched our first, or middle of July, we launched our first round last year. Yeah. And it, I, to me, I mean, me looking at the numbers, it seems like a pretty big success. I mean, on, on your first couple of rounds, you already had well over a thousand players playing, you know? Um, yeah, so, it was incredible. <laughs> that, that, that it really just spread with word of mouth. I had no yeah. marketing budget or, or no like, you know, plans along that, along those lines. Mm-hmm. I just started telling a few people and they started telling more people and it kind of just uh, ballooned from there. You got to know that that's a great, you know, indicator of you got a, a great product on your hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You never know. I've, I've mm-hmm. started so many projects. You never know how the market's going to react. I was really surprised and happy with how well Mintopoly has been received. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, it sounds like it's, you know, a relatively new thing you you got yourself into, right? So um, yeah. I I have a, some some uh, secret spies, you know. Um, I'm good friends with Al Riyad, who I, I did a podcast oh, with. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I did a podcast with him. Um, I think you know 
two weeks ago or something. So it's it's been really recent. And another one of the high level players who also plays, you know, Coin Hunt World is Little Pangui, who have also talked oh. to a bunch. Yep. Um. So I I kind of want to know where when did you get into crypto and how how did that journey kind of begin? Because you said you know the you were amateur hobbyist coder and all of a sudden you're you're now making uh, play to earn games that's pretty impressive <laughs> yeah it's just like one step at a time you know yeah. you just keep going I, I had the vision and i really wanted to do it and i didn't have all the skills but it was like just learn one thing you know solve one problem at a time and i think that's great advice for anyone who wants to learn coding or anything it's just start with a vision and then break it down into tiny steps and then figure them out one at a time and pretty soon you'll get there but um um, I'm sorry. What was the question though? About yeah, no, no worries. I want to, yeah, I want to know when you got into crypto because um, there um, might have been, you know, a little bit of overlap. I, I'm assuming it was well before you started <laughs> coding the the, the Mintopoly game, yeah. right? Yeah. It was actually during the first boom of crypto. Like I okay. think it was 2017 or so. Mm -hmm. I started getting into a few coins, like altcoins that I thought were really cool, um, and. Yeah, I'd always been interested. And then last year, I don't know, I think I just became more and more interested. I realized there was really probably a future for all of this nonsense. And, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, you know, I really wanted to be a part of it and wanted to start something. And I, that's also when NFTs were starting to come on the scene and mm -hmm. um, proving what they could do. And I felt like there was a lot of opportunity to create NFTs that had utility rather than just, you know, artwork and mm -hmm. I, I love the artwork aspect as well mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also an artist i would say more than a coder I, right I, i'm a, more of an artist uh, i prefer that and so i like I, I like that blend of code and art that nft brings to the space and i thought i could you know, create something unique in this space uh, well you did man congratulations thank you yeah <laughs> so before we jump um right into you know what the game is and how it's played i just want to get a nice little um, follow-up question here. I want to know what some of your other hobbies are. So you mentioned art, um, you know, your hobbyist coder. Um, yeah. what, what else do you got there? Um, I love running. Um, yeah. I actually just ran my first ultra marathon this oh. weekend. So I love running. <laughs> What's um, an ultra marathon? <laughs> well, I technically, you know, people have different definitions. Um, mm -hmm. Anything over a marathon is technically okay. ultra. And this, so this was wow. only, you know, a 50K. So it was a 31 miles. But yeah. um, some people say <laughs> real ultra start at 50 miles or 100 miles or whatever. But um, yeah, I ran my first 50K, which was great. It was really, really hard. But um, but it was a great experience. That's awesome. Um, and where, where was that? Um, was that like an event hosted or? Yeah, yeah, it was. It okay. was on, um, it was called the Leona Divide. It was uh, on the Pacific Crest Trail here in California. Oh, okay, right on. Um, way out in the mountains. Usually yeah. ultras are in the mountains with lots of elevation mm -hmm. trails. But Wow, that's anyway, so very that's impressive. Anyway, that's one of my hobbies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also chess. I, yeah. I, you know this. <laughs> we played chess the other day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, your rating is about twice mine. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, yeah. So. And you know what? It's funny. And so that was the reason why I wanted to ask that question. But, it, 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 you know, just from meeting you at the first time, this is the first time actually speaking to you. But um, chess players who, you know, have who get addicted to chess very quickly and kind of obsess about it are very um, I, I don't know what it is, but 
if you pick up a, an activity or a hobby, there's there's no end to it. Like you are going to master it and you're going to love it forever. And I feel like um, it's a great um, indicative way to tell a, a, like what a person is like if they play chess or not. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we played our first game the other day and, uh, for someone who hasn't been playing chess, like their whole life, you got a, you got a great start going. So I'm excited to see your improvement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Later we're going to have to talk. I'm going to need some tips because, um, my game can use some help at this point, but no worries. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, we played a time control of rapid, so that's a slightly slower game than I'm particularly used to, but it's actually a very speed sped up game of chess. (laughs) So I like, I playing, I like playing the super fast chess. Um, but for a beginner, it's not great. Um, as you were, you were saying, we were talking about this and, um, you know, you like learning, um, now this kind of goes hand in hand with coding, I think. So I'm also, I'm in school for software development. Um, I'm a hobbyist coder as well. I like working with, um, you know, Web3 stuff as well. Um, I find that, you know, my chess thinking, critical thinking abilities goes hand in hand with coding and, and you know, figuring out the problems at hand. What would you say to something like absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, one of the biggest things that chess has taught me, because I just started last year, Mm -hmm. is strategic thinking, you know, to Mm -hmm. make plans more in a a long term, on a long term basis, rather than just thinking one or two moves ahead, try to figure out where you want to be, where you want your knights and your bishops to be, Mm -hmm. how do you get to that long diagonal? And the same thing can apply to coding or, Mm -hmm. or really to any business endeavor or any project is where do you want to end up? And how do you take the steps to get there? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. Uh, we'll, we'll continue the chess conversation, um, on our, on our own, but, uh, later on. Yeah. So let's just jump right into Mintopoli. The, uh, your, your creation, obviously, um, I guess just a broad overview. What, what is Mintopoli? I kind of gave a little bit of a descriptor in the, in the intro there, but, um, it's, it's, so before you start, it's very hard to kind of preface and put together all the ideas of a play to earn game all into like one kind of category but i mean do your best here what is mintopoly um yeah that is a hard question because there's different levels of being able to look at that um at the core mintopoly is currently a simulator game a blockchain simulator game uh, where it's basically a massive multiplayer simulator idle game where Mm -hmm. everyone competes against each other in weekly rounds um to basically earn the most fictitious crypto, uh, mm-hmm. to have the highest net worth. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to an idle game where you start out with a low tier investment of uh, mining rigs, and your mining rigs earn more income, and then you're able to buy validator nodes and oracles all the way until you're owning centralized exchanges. Um, and there's prestige features where you can hard fork and, and all kinds of complexities and staking pools um, that simulate the crypto environment. Uh, and add you know, complexity and dynamism to the game. And um, that's the core simulator game mm-hmm. that exists today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of a larger ecosystem uh, that I have planned. Mm-hmm. And every week, the top players earn airdrops of our native cryptocurrency called mm-hmm. Metopoly money. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the play to earn aspect is that there's a token with a cap supply of 100 million tokens. And over these first 50 weeks, 
a million tokens are being distributed to the players of the game um, based on their rank, a formula based on you know, mm-hmm. like the top 500 finishers or so will earn uh, the Mintopoly money tokens. Right. And those have a much larger use in the what we're calling the Mintoverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. To, come on, to, build, mm-hmm. <laughs> to build on top of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition, there's Mintopoly cards, which are a right. collection of 12,000 NFTs that provide boosts inside the game. So they help you rank higher and ultimately earn more tokens. Um, so currently, there's those three elements of the tokens, the cards, and the simulator game. Right. Uh, and I see all of that really as kind of the first steps of this Mintoverse as a way to distribute this community's token to the players mm-hmm. who care the most and who are yep. willing to spend the most time on it. And I think that's one of the most novel things about the game is that it's an airdrop um, for for more to come, but it's not just an airdrop to anyone who wants it, you have to earn it by playing the game. And I think that yeah. that will have a really significant impact in the future because the tokens well distributed to the people who care about this community the most. Absolutely. And when I first started playing, I think I said around 10, I, I might've, maybe might've been 10, I want to say 10 to 15, 15th round I started okay. playing. And at that point it was largely a mathematical strategy game where you could map out, um, you know what the best absolute strategy was to unlock um, certain investments at a certain time or fork at a certain time. Um, since then, it's been, <laughs> it's got, it's 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 changed. The RNG factor has really been, you know, injected inside of the game. Um, so there was also a, a, like a a strategy thinking math element to the game, isn't there as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, it's. I've, I've tried to get more and more away from that so that it's not a solved problem where you just yeah. follow a formula and everybody who's learned the best formula basically does the same in the end. I've tried to add more randomness without taking away skill, mm-hmm. uh, which is an extremely hard balance. And <laughs> people like Little Pingley, like you mentioned, oh has helped gosh. a lot with the math because math is not my strong suit at mm-hmm. all, especially mm-hmm. the complexities of, of this kind of a game. So she's helped a lot. Her and Cora have been great for helping out with adding more complexity um, and randomness and decision making into the game. It was actually her who sent me a Excel document of basically how to beat Mentopoly. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, and, and that was, um, it wasn't to the, uh, to the T because at this point you had, you had introduced, you know, a lot of randomness and a lot of um, fun, you know, speed bumps along, along the way that the, that the uh, document couldn't, you know, account for, which was, obviously what you were going for um so so now that document's completely obsolete but uh yeah there it was okay. it was at one point you know and and it's funny that you mentioned that you know the top players you, you know the idea was to distribute the tokens to the top players because they care um about the game most and I, i'd say that's that's absolutely true and after the kind of rng change i'm gonna call it um those top players are still placing very well you know it's it, it wasn't the fact that yeah, the game absolutely. the game wasn't necessarily solved um they just wanted it badly <laughs> you know yeah exactly you yeah. have to work a little harder that was my goal <laughs> i want to break the spreadsheets right yeah. it's always my goal to break the spreadsheet mm-hmm. as much as i can so people have to think and make decisions and possibly make the wrong decision and, and right. learn from their mistakes rather than just being a solved problem 
Well, let me tell you, I have made plenty of mistakes on this game. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. Yeah, I have. I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm addicted to the game. I I try to play every round and sometimes I'll forget halfway through that I'm playing because the rounds are so long. And then, you know, you, you end up you end up somewhere in the bottom lower level at that point. But I haven't been able to break, I think, the top 100 um just oh. playing uh, obviously when i say that you all now know that i'm a very casual player when it comes to you know playing it um and i think that um in order to 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 break that top 100 you, you know you got to you got to really want it at this point because there's so many players now that you know right. the, the competition gets more fierce yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um so if you had to actually categorize the game what type of like where would you put it? Like what type of game is it? I've always called it an idle game. Okay. Um, and then everyone gets mad at me because they realize like they have to spend like twenty hours a day yeah. pushing the buttons. <laughs> like, this is not an idle game. Right. <laughs> um so it does have a lot of those idle game elements of you know exponential gains and starting out small and um, mm-hmm. prestige features and, and all of that that idle games typically have. But it's I guess it's more of a simulator game at this point, a blockchain simulator. Um, yeah, I mean, for those who haven't played it, the game is run on blocks like a blockchain would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the kind of core timing mechanism. Um, and everything is related to crypto. So it's I, I guess it's more of a simulator game is how I would classify it. Have you ever heard of the terminology of cookie clicker game? <laughs> I have. I have briefly played cookie clicker years right. ago for, for a few <laughs> minutes and I realized I didn't know what I was doing and right. why I'm clicking these cookies. But um, um I have heard that term. Yeah. It's got the same kind of feel to that. Obviously, it's way more dynamic than that. But um, to me, that was the initial when I first picked up the game and started playing it. I felt it was it was it was that type of game. Um, but I mean, I'm going to take your word for it. I mean, you, you made it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is like that. But then mm-hmm. there's so much strategy involved there later is. on that mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of evolved into one of the most complex idle games or games of this type i think um, and just the fact that it, it's durability and it's longevity i mean how many people have played an idle game for you know what is it now 10 months or so right <laughs> There's a lot of people have been around since round one so mm-hmm. it's really evolved into something that hopefully can be dynamic and last for years to come yeah yeah absolutely um so uh, let's, I'm getting, I'm almost there into the, the actual dashboard, but, um, before we get there, I just want to know, uh, well, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to let you explain it. Um, is the game played on the Ethereum mainnet or is it, it's, it, is it done on Polygon and what was the reason behind the choice on one or the other there? Um, I guess the answer is both, both. and neither yeah. <laughs> because the game itself is not mm-hmm. really on a, a, a blockchain um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a simulated blockchain inside the game so the yeah. game itself is not really on a blockchain mm-hmm. um, however the other answer is both because mm-hmm. the the cards are ethereum based nfts like yeah. technically they're semi-fungible tokens because each card has a supply but anyway those yeah. are on ethereum and then the tokens are actually on Ethereum and Polygon. Without making that too confusing, they're mostly on Polygon. They've been bridged over uh, so that gas fees are significantly cheaper. You can basically right. transfer Polygon tokens for free, whereas Ethereum, mm-hmm. it would cost like thousands of dollars a week to send airdrops. So right. it made a lot more sense to move them to Polygon. 
um, both for sending airdrops and so that players can use their tokens in the game, which maybe is something we can talk about because that's something we just introduced. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so so the cards are on Ethereum and the tokens are mostly on Polygon at this point. So um, maybe I might've done my homework wrong here, but w- when you first started building the game, um, were you airdropping tokens on um, ETH mainnet or had you? Or... I was. Okay. Hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I didn't realize what a challenge that would be or what mm-hmm. a problem that would be. This was last summer. Gas fees were extremely high. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, it would cost several dollars to send uh, at that point to send any token to mm-hmm. one address. And we're talking mm-hmm. like 500 of those a week, right? So I quickly realized that it would not be sustainable to mm-hmm. send um, Ethereum airdrops. So the solution was to bridge the tokens to Polygon. So technically mm-hmm. the tokens all still live on Ethereum, uh, yep, yep. but there's a bridge to Polygon so people can move them back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, it's it, it just makes sense to keep them on Polygon. There's no need for them to be on Ethereum. So absolutely, that's and, kind uh, of the backstory of how we ended up. Um, yeah. bridging the tokens yeah that's uh that's very interesting and it, you you basically learned along the way right you're, you're constantly learning as Absolutely. as the game progresses yeah exactly yeah surprisingly this was my first blockchain game so, yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad wild west in this industry but. i bet i bet i'm I don't have any ambitions to try to create a game. I love playing them. I'm more of a player, um, but I, I I congratulate you for for making a successful one at least for now, right? So, um, yeah. it's it's quite a feat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I didn't have any ambitions either a, right. a year ago or so. so <laughs> I'm not sure how I ended up here, but you know, it's been a crazy journey and a lot of. Fun. There's always time. Okay. Um, so yeah. we'll jump into, we'll jump into kind of the dashboard. So I want to get like the overall feel of the game. Um, and actually just because we're on Skype here, I, I do have, um, a screen sharing ability. Okay, great. So you should be able to see what I see now. I can. Yeah. This is your, your, and, and so people on the YouTube video, they'll be able to see what we're seeing. Um, but for the audio version only, we're going to have to describe what we're, what we're, what we're doing. And most of the listeners are on audio anyways. So, um, this is what we're looking at here is the dashboard for Mintopoly. So when you're playing the game, um, this, this is what happens. So before anything, Let's get into, you know, the rounds. So you've you've heard us talk about rounds since the beginning of the podcast. Um, what is a round? How many rounds are there going to be? And what's the length of a round? You know, just just to get the terminology out of the way. Yeah, so a round is one game from start to finish. Um, uh, and the awards are awarded at the end of a round in terms mm-hmm. of those airdrops we talked about and other prizes. Um, and a round is composed of a certain number of blocks and each block right. is 15 seconds. Right. So generally the blocks are about 30,000 or the rounds are about 30,000 blocks, which is about a week. Okay. And yeah, I think that like covers how, how the rounds are. are yeah, out. absolutely. And so, um, you, you can see, I'm just going to do a quick description here. Um, at the top, you, you, you see the block time. Um, it's a green bar, you know, it's, it's clearly 15 seconds and actually a funny little story. When I first started playing, I, I had no idea what the time frame for a block was and I could, I quickly figured out that, um, it was, it was, it's a mathematical 
um, game, right? So I was I was sitting here with my little calculator and and on Google's um, stopwatch. Um, seeing how how long a block actually was so okay <laughs> I, I don't think that's ever very well described actually so yeah, yeah no so. it's it, well i i I didn't know and I couldn't really figure it out in my head by looking at it. So I, I had to time how long the little green bar took. Um, but it's a nice, very okay. nice, <laughs> very nice visual of what you got there. Um, so it shows, um, you know, 15 seconds and, and then it fills up and then you have the block height, you know, lots of stuff here, lots of good information along with how many, how much time is actually remaining in the round, which, um, is, is, is quite important there. So, yeah. So, um, how many, I guess how many rounds have already been played? I, I'm not sure what round we're on right now. Uh, neither am I. <laughs> okay. I think it's 38 or so. Right. It should be 38 this week. Okay. And so I know that there's, I, I, I've been digging around and, and there was something about, you know, stopping at 50. What, what's the significance of the 50th round? Yeah, no, I don't plan on stopping at 50, right. but there is Sorry. a significance. So right. the first 50 rounds are the only ones where a million tokens a week are guaranteed. Okay. Um, and another point about that is that there's only 50 Mintopolis cards. We haven't talked about Mintopolis cards. No. But these are the NFTs that are awarded to the top finisher who doesn't have a Mintopolis card yet. Right. So if you win the round, uh, you win a Mintopolis card. This is a, an NFT card of a special category that gives you a 5% boost on all your earnings. And it's extremely rare. The only way to get one is to earn one in these first 50 rounds. So there will only ever be 50. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They've all been created. You can never create any more of the right. top list cards. Okay. Right on. Um, so. Yeah, uh, so that's the significance yeah. is that the, the a million tokens a week will end at 50 rounds, although there will okay. likely be smaller uh, airdrops, but it won't be a million. And there will be no more Mintopolist cards. Right. Okay. Perfect. And so if you're still with us on the YouTube video here, you can see that <clears throat> below, you know, all, all your starting information you have, you know, your, your list of um, NFTs or, or cards that you have. And I believe that it only shows the best one in each category. Um, so Correct. Te technically I have more than two, <laughs> but yeah, I only, I only have two right now. Um, like I said, I, I haven't won any of the um the mintopolis cards you, you do have to come you know high enough to be the the top player without one of those cards right right yeah uh, which is so a right great now there's, a, there's yeah you know, the top 10 or 15 usually have a mintopolis card already so you really yeah. don't need to be in like the top 15 so it's kind of a double-edged sword because the game is more competitive now mm -hmm. but also those who are really competitive already have one so there is a good opportunity in these last 12 rounds or so Yes, before we reach fifty, for sure. And there was a better opportunity when uh, you could use the Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Although everyone else could use the Excel sheet as well. So yeah, and, and they used it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Okay. So, uh, at the start of a a new round, a player drops into their dashboard here, right? And, and so, what's the, what's the first thing they do? What, what do you do at the start of a round? You stake all of your starting cash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Exactly. Um, I did that this sorry, round. A lot of people have done that. Oh, you I did? did that. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, still trying to figure out the game, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Now, the first thing you want to do uh, is buy mining rigs. Those are right. the first thing you can afford, and they will earn you income every block. Um, and then you can ultimately buy more mining rigs until you're able to you know, pay the startup capital to buy validator nodes and oracles and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so generally, you want to start out by buying one mining rig or however many you can afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, that depends on the amount of NFTs you have. Some NFTs give you additional bonus cash at the beginning of the round, which can help you um, buy additional mining rigs or, you know, get a tiny little bit boost at the beginning. Um, I don't have those. So I do exactly what you just say, said I buy one like that. Um, obviously, I can buy more because we're at the begin or at the end of a round almost. Um, but I'll buy one mining rig and then, you know, It'll have to wait a couple more blocks until I can either afford more mining rigs or to actually unlock a validator node. So um, let's go through the actual investments here. Um, you have mining rig, validator node, Oracle, smart contracts, automated trading bots, decentralized exchanges, and a centralized exchange. So obviously all of these have to do with crypto, but I'm just, I want to tr just pick your brain on, on why you chose these type of investments. Uh, I don't know. I just yeah. racked my brain to think of everything that could be relevant to crypto um, in the, in kind of approximate order. People always wonder why centralized exchanges are more valuable than decentralized yep. exchanges. I thought I, that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you make more money as a centralized so, yeah. exchange. That's what I always rationalized it like that. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Coinbase is making more money than Sushi Uniswap. Swap. I don't yeah. know. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume that Coinbase has a higher market cap. Than yeah. Those, yeah. I think you did well with these. Um, so my follow-up question there is, do any of these plan on changing? Because I know that these, act, I don't think these have changed since the start of, or the inception of Mintopoly, and, or do you plan on adding any new types of investments? Um, I think it would be hard to change them, partly mm -hmm. because the NFTs are pretty set in stone and oh, right. apply to those categories. Um, so that might be a challenge to change mm -hmm. them, but it's possible we could add new ones. Um, mm -hmm. People have asked for potentially new ones or adding like a prestige tier to them where you oh, can pay okay. huge amounts of in-game money to mm -hmm. make your mining rigs earn a hundred times more each or something like that. Yeah. So that could be another option yeah. uh, to add even more dynamism to the game as it goes on. But T Totally. Um, so yeah. um, you, you said as a joke uh, to stake all your, all your money at the beginning of the round. <laughs> But let's move into the staking. So the staking um, is one of those critical pieces that I have yet to like totally figure out. Um, so when I first started playing, you could stake every 250 blocks. I felt that was awesome. I don't really know what that translated to time-wise, but it was like almost every hour. If you're at the end of a yeah, round, it was about an hour. Yeah, you want to come in and stake all your stake all your coins. So why don't you just run down? what the staking pool is this little this little square for me here yeah so the staking pool is probably the most important right thing in the game as you mentioned you've got to get that right um, <laughs> it is essentially think of it like an investment account mm -hmm. where the money you put into there earns interest on every block so every 15 seconds it earns interest and that interest compounds so very quickly it can become huge amounts of, of money that you're making through that staking pool mm -hmm. and the challenge is to try to figure out when it's better to keep buying more investments to earn money from those investments or yeah. when it's better to start saving that money into the staking pool and earning that compound interest 
Exactly. So the interest rate is extremely low. I think when's it like 0.015% this round, of, yeah. but that's per block. Mm-hmm. So it's compounding every 15 seconds. Right. And it can quickly start to add up. Uh, but there is a, a caveat with that, which is that you can only add or remove funds every so uh, every so often. Like right. you said, it used to be every 250 blocks, mm-hmm. and now it's every 500. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a funny story about that is originally there was no limit. I, d- I didn't right. see a need to have a limit. <laughs> and then I was looking in, in my server logs, and like 90% of all the actions taken were staking. And I was, right. like, I was talking to Fred, like, what's going on? Why is my server overloaded with staking? And everyone mm-hmm. said they're doing it on every block. <laughs> yeah. So every block they're sitting there adding that money because it's more profitable. Yeah. So I was like, I need to save my server. So I'm going to block <laughs> people out for like a hundred blocks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's 500. Um, yeah. So I think that also makes it more of an idle game. Um, one of the reasons yeah. we changed it from 250 to 500 is because players wanted, wanted it to be a little more idle because if you, if you really want to play competitively and do well, you need to stake as often as you can. Yes. So you know, to make it every, what is it, two and a half hours or mm-hmm. whatever it might be now is a little more reasonable than every, you know, 250 blocks, which it was. Right. Yeah. And if you're starting to get the picture, right, um, you know, you, you have two and a half hours to stake uh, or, yeah, to actually interact with the staking pool. Um, so, you know, and, and it's most efficient to use the staking pool. So, you know, it, it is an idle browser game, but you definitely want to be paying attention every two and a half hours or, or whatever it is, you know, in order to actually, you know, be in the top, in the top players, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we, we talked about the staking pool and then I'd say an equally critical part of the game is the hard forking, right? So we haven't talked about hard forking uh, at all, but let me, let me scroll down here to this little tiny box. It's, it's so tiny that you almost think it's insignificant, <laughs> but it's, un, uh, if not as important as the staking pool, this is how you, you, you boost your earnings. This is how you, and, and this is also one of those ones that, you you need to time it right, <laughs> and you can't do it too many times. There's there's lots to it. Um, what I found best for me is jumping into the into the Mintopoly Discord, asking the guys there, you know, when do you do it? What's the best time frame? Um, but more importantly, what I, what I did at the very beginning when I first started was I just tried it. I was just hard forking at like you know one percent, you know, right at the end. Uh, <laughs> all the all the newbie mistakes that anybody can make, but it but it helped me grow into figure finally figuring out what hard forking is. So, um, why don't you just let everybody know what the hard fork is, um, because this one's pretty important. Yeah. So first of all, in in the crypto world, or really any programming world, uh, forks are when you branch off changes um, that. I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's a new version of something that, mm-hmm. that takes a hard turn so that the old version isn't supported right. and the new version is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a popular thing in crypto, like Ethereum will do a hard fork or whatever. So that's that's the ori- origination of the name of it. And mm-hmm. it, in this game, what it does is it resets everything. So you mm-hmm. start back at zero. You have your original starting capital. You have no investments. You have nothing in your staking pool. Um, so you might be like, well, why would you ever want to do that? because you get a percentage boost on all of your investments, all of the mining rigs, all of the centralized exchanges, everything you own will get a percentage gain of earnings on every block. Mm -hmm. 
after you hard fork. And that percentage is based on your net worth when you do the fork. So like right now, I think you have like 1,139% that you would gain. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for, uh, gonna for it. science. You're going to hard fork live. Okay. For science right now. So when I click hard for fork, science. it's a big, big red. <laughs> it almost makes you intimidated when you click that. You're like, what? I'm well, going to lose all my yeah, stuff. Was... <laughs> yeah. So actually when oh, I click it go. here, I did it live. So now I actually have nothing left. So you can check your wallet. You have nothing. But what you do have is an additional wallet. What I have right now is an additional 1,000% on all my earnings. Yeah. Right. So that percentage will go up the longer you wait. Right. Because, of course, you'll be, you'll, your, in, your net worth will increase and that percentage will go up. Mm -hmm. So then you might say, well, why don't you just do this as often as you can? And that's because there's a, a formula which changes occasionally uh, that reduces the subsequent boost you get from forks in the future mm -hmm. um so it might if, if if once if the first fork is like 10 percent of your net worth then the second fork will be like one percent of your net worth mm -hmm. so being able to time it properly is as you mentioned probably the most important strategic decision of the game right absolutely and so also you know just um after you hard fork it's typically advised to, to hang around right because <laughs> now you have nothing left yeah. and the and the the idea is to ramp up as quickly as possible so after you hard fork you, you want to be around to be able to collect all your things and and actually move along in progress um so it's it's kind of resetting you back to the beginning um to you know you have to play after you hard fork still <laughs> Yeah, because things will move much more quickly. You'll be right. able to buy your hundreds of mining rigs mm -hmm. and then move on to the next tiers really quickly. So, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good idea to do that when you have some time to exactly. Back up. It's all it's about balancing, and it's funny because I try to balance, you know, my my gaming life and and whatever else I got going on very very efficiently. Um, and so this game can really throw a wrench in that because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially with, especially with the staking, you know, you have some dedicated players who, you know, every two and a half hours, you know, that's for me, that's not enough time to even have a nap. <laughs> right. so, you know, you know, you, you know, I imagine that you'd get some dedicated players who also set alarms for something like this. And, you know, I've, it's, heard, it's, of, I've heard of such things. Exactly. So it's all about how you want to play and it's all about how you have fun and, and what you find efficient. So obviously and and take it from me i'm not a player who has i'm a very casual player especially on this game um and i've never placed you know top above the 100 and i've still received the airdrop you know i'm still having a ton of fun so i think you've done a very great job of, of balancing you know the casuals who can who can just jump on and play around if they want or you know or even start halfway through a round not not advised but you can still play you can still jump in and play whenever you want yeah i mean i will say there's some people like miami fan is a, a good example one yeah. of the players he says he never sets alarms not only at night but not even during the day um <laughs> and granted he has the maximum number of cards but right. he does finish in like the top 10 you know without even setting alarms he's playing really casually um and without cards like you said you can play casually and finish in the top 100 so mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be super crazy like some people no. are. You can still just kind of play for fun and still, you know, finish well enough to get some of the tokens.
Absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm going to move along. So we basically, we covered, I'd say, the bare bones of the game there. So that's what the game was like when I first started playing, probably a little bit earlier than that too. There was there were those three kind of main activities you could you could you could do you could pursue um but when the randomness started getting added um was when you implemented the mintopoly news network right which is a great a great little idea and you have so many good um descriptions and this whatever you've done on the back end it's it's really excellent too so um why don't we just run through you know why was you know, what is it? Let's just start with what, what is the Mintopoly News Network? So it's this little... Well, um, yeah. most players would say the Mintopoly News Network is the bane of their existence. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's what it's it my is. my favorite part. But, uh, okay, well, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in the minority there. I, I know. But, I know. Um, no, I think people like it. But it, the, the reason they don't like it is because it adds a sense of randomness and a right. little bit of chaos into the game. Um, and occasionally it can go too far with a little too much chaos. So that's a hard mm-hmm. balance. But, mm-hmm. but what it does is at various times, randomly throughout the round, um, events will happen in this kind of simulated Mintoverse. Right. Yep. Um, there'll be like news headlines where um, maybe uh, what are some of those? Um, one of the coder <laughs> punks or something fell asleep at the job and now yeah. there's power outages and all mm-hmm. the investments earned less for like, 500 blocks right so you can never count on something being the same in the future as Mm -hmm. it is now so Mm -hmm. so there's different types of events there's types that will give you a cash boost yeah so something great happens and you get extra cash Mm -hmm. there's um earning uh, events where you maybe a certain investment or all investments will start earning more money or less money for a period of time um there's cost events where something may happen that will drive up the price. Like there's a shortage of mining or of chips. So mining rigs are now more expensive to purchase for a while or vice versa. They're cheaper. And then there's staking events, which will adjust your staking balance um, as if there was some kind of a hack or something happened that drove down, you know, your, your amount staked. So those are the current type of events we have. And you never know when they're going to happen. You never Mm -hmm. know whether they're going to be helpful or harmful. Um, But (laughs) that's how the mnn works this one this one is is sticking true to the the mintopoly roots i feel like you could compare this you know right to the game of mint uh, monopoly what i can't even get that word out i i want to say mintopoly (laughs) (laughs) one time i was talking to someone recently about a business i'm like pretty soon they're gonna have an entire mintopoly on this industry and they looked at me like and i didn't even realize what i had said it's it's ruining all of us yeah exactly i feel like uh this one it's perfect for that um just like um comparison because um you know say you're playing a game of monopoly and you know you you go every time you cross go you get two hundred dollars or you or you land on a chance card and and something random happens and so these are you know along those same lines it's a perfect way to disrupt you know those excel sheet users you you absolutely cannot um predict what's going to happen right and even those like tiny minuscule changes you know see look this one was the staking balance increased by 15 percent on a specific block um so right there you know that's a massive change (laughs) and it's affecting all players that you can't account for right so it's a great little injection of rng um that 
doesn't send anybody into a you know a frenzy <laughs> or maybe it does <laughs> or it sends a lot yeah. of people into a dark, yeah <laughs> it sends a lot of people into a frenzy yeah. but um generally now that all the events happen to everyone mm -hmm. um it does have the capability for events to happen just to certain people like mm -hmm. maybe 100 random people mm -hmm. but again if 15 percent staking balance in a game where compounding is so powerful that can really like totally disrupt the game and determine the winners if one person got 15 percent mm -hmm. uh, and no one else did so generally the events happen to everyone these days but still you never know because if you just forked and you lost yeah. all your staking balance and then there's a 15 percent increase that's going to hurt go. you negatively where whereas if you had waited it would it would be a benefit so. absolutely and I, I i do remember some of those um older random you know news network pop-ups that would happen that that would affect you know the top 100 players and it was perfect right especially if it was a negative one uh, because everybody else was like yay and then you know those top people who 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 had just been grinding for a little bit are taking a little bit of a deficit and it, it kind of almost balances it uh, but if they're if they're serious enough they can you know push back ahead but right. you know it kind of gets them sweating a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure i love that part about it um okay oh wow look at that rank 183 but uh I, that was that was before the forks so. oh yeah it probably hasn't updated since <laughs> the fork. it would be pretty good if you're 183 after the fork but. yeah that would be nice but yeah that's this this is just a science round uh because uh we're we're doing the podcast so um I'm, i might oh, have I heard to a lot of people were forking around this time so maybe oh. this was a good time to do it i'm not sure it's uh, it's all up here, I, man. It's all <laughs> I'm doing it good. I'm far from the expert on on this on this game strategy. There's people who know how to do it. I don't even know the best strategy. So exactly, and it's it's funny that you say that because I've seen on the leaderboards, you know, when a round starts, you're there, you're up at the top, right? And then you know, <laughs> a couple hours go by and you're nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm just I'm not gonna play, of course, because, right. because I I have the obviously i have some good cards right. and um i would and i would you know probably win if i played it all mm -hmm. but um yeah i i usually just play for a few minutes to make sure everything's working properly and to check yeah. it all out but even so i've, I've stayed in i've played for like 10 minutes this round mm -hmm. and stayed in the lead for hours so right <laughs> yeah i don't know exactly it's always fun to see you up there but um okay yeah. um so let's i'm gonna move on to one of the final additions that you added and this was the most recent one um yeah. and one of the ones that i know the least about <laughs> and okay so i'm gonna pick your brain on this one this one's gonna be very interesting for me so that is the dark web feature um so what is the dark web feature and and, and this one was added what last week or this that one was yeah this, this, round, this, right? yeah. this round this is the first <laughs> round with the dark web right um so, so why don't you break it down for me the dark web is a, a long-awaited um, implementation of a feature that people have been really wanting which is the ability to use the actual tokens the real cryptocurrency that they're earning mm -hmm. to purchase boosts or attacks on other players so boosts for yourself or attacks on other players right and we just launched it this week with with one option which is to purchase a um a cash boost for yourself right um and the way we're theming this is as the dark web where you need encryption keys and mm -hmm. you can spend those encryption keys on these boosts or attacks um, and each encryption key can be purchased with the mentopoly money tokens mm -hmm. 
Okay. Uh, and that's generally the, the idea of it. Um, it's a great way to recycle tokens back into the game yeah. so that they can be redistributed after these first 50 rounds. Um, and uh, it adds, again, another layer of complexity. When do you use your boost? Or coming soon, <laughs> when do you use your the attacks on other players? Right. So Here's here's my funny story, um, you know, because I'm all about trial and error. So, oh, man, this one's a little embarrassing, but I, I used it at the beginning of the round. <laughs> Like for a second, lot of people did. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, and so may, I'm sure you explained it correctly and properly, but I think what happened there was people just jumped the gun and, and just wanted to try something new. And that was, that was me as well. Um, but you also gave everybody for this first round, you gave them a free ticket, um, in order to right. actually, actually use it. Um, so you can see here, I've used one out of two. You can use, you can use this one twice. Um, and so I used it immediately and you know what? I probably should have looked at what it gives you because what it gives you is cash plus your net worth or yeah, cash plus your net worth times 0.1. So it was, it was bad because my net worth was basically zero and zero times right. 0.1 gave me nothing um so that's a, lear- a learning curve and this this type of element can be uh, one of those rng ones again well not necessarily rng but if you're trying to calculate where you're going to place on the leaderboards this is another factor that you you can't have in your excel sheet you know this one is is not have like you don't know when somebody's going to use one of these and or their second one you know right yeah mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I agree that, that I think a lot of people had a little bit of confusion thinking that they could purchase it and then use it and then later. use it later. There's right. probably a little bit of clarification to do. Mm-hmm. It's brand new this round. So mm-hmm. everyone's kind of, like you said, they're still learning curve, figuring out how to use it. But, um, yeah, um, that's, I think I can give you guys, your, you and your listeners kind of a sneak peek that I would next love to, to come yeah. on, on the dark web right. is going to be a blackout feature okay. where you can purchase an attack on another player mm-hmm. that will prevent them from taking any actions for maybe like 500 blocks or something along those lines. Um, so that way, you know, if they're getting ready to fork and they won't be able to fork or they won't be able to purchase any investments, um, that'll add some real dynamism. Although along with that, there will be an immunity thing that you can buy so mm-hmm. that you can prevent yourself from being attacked for a certain period of time, just so it's not like really damaging if you know it feels like your fault rather than just something that you can't do anything about so those two features of immunity and blackout are are coming pretty soon and you know what you're describing this change and it's clicking for me because that is game you know that's that's going to be extremely big because you know if you want to if you want to attack someone you're probably going to want to attack someone who's higher than you on the leaderboards and you know what let's just take it a step further you probably want to take down the first guy you know so if you're number one you're you have a target on your back like the blue shell and mario you know what i mean yeah (laughs) it's so funny everyone compares mentopoly to like uh to mario kart yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a random comparison, but I've heard that so many times. And I guess it, it makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. you want to be able to interact with other players and attack them and protect yourself and all of yeah. that. Yeah, so so that one's going to be very interesting to see. Or maybe you you just want to send a few attacks over to your buddy. <laughs> like I'm trying right. to shut down Alriad or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, now riddle me this. So this is just me coming off the, the top of my head here. But what if I had multiple accounts and I purchased multiple attacks um, to kind of try to stifle, you know, someone in a not so sportsmanlike way? <laughs> well, multiple accounts are very much not allowed. Every okay. round I'm looking for multiple accounters okay. and removing them from the game mm-hmm. and banning them. So, so that would not be allowed to play multiple accounts with, okay. with keys. Um, so that's already however, against the rules. All right. Yes. Yeah. However, I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but there probably won't be a limit on the number of attacks you can okay. purchase on other yep. players. But it'll be more limited on. They'll be fairly expensive, like you know, yeah. maybe a thousand tokens to attack someone. So it'll be more limited on how many you're willing to spend. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, that makes and sense. And also, I think each player will only be allowed to get hit once or maybe twice per round, so that it can't just be a constant, you know attack that ruins their game so it'll right. just be one time per user right okay so it'd, it'd kind of be like a really horrible mintopoly news thing that happened specifically to them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right and on. a new type of event as well where it's something different than the news network where they just can't do anything so right you yes can't buy anything you can't stake you can't unstake you can't fork or anything like that so you're calling it kind of the uh, the the dark or blackout right or EMP. I'm thinking the you know it's the go outside ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a free a walk, pass bud. to get some sunshine. <laughs> yeah, and turn exactly. off your alarms for a few hours. <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward positive. to that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to using that and 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 fiddling around with that because as you know you can get the vibe from from this podcast that i'm very i'm not so much interested in you know being the top player that's not what you know sure i'd love to be able to have that accomplishment achievement you know under my belt but i really love just you know playing around and you know having fun and and goofing off with um and 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 you know what if if you have conviction so i know a lot of the players who play this game um play specifically for the prizes so let's let's move into the prizes here um and the prizes are you know the nfts and the mintopoly um money and the players who have you know strong conviction in in what you're doing over there um they they love it they love being able to win some of the mintopoly token and you know basically hold it um waiting for you or i don't know what they're waiting on but they they have conviction in the project so they believe that you know, and, and as do I. So, um, selling your tokens, you 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 can right. There's always a way to actually offload and and collect money from it, or you you have the option to not sell them and hold them and and purchase things in the game, or actually, I I believe somewhere along the roadmap you can buy the NFTs with with the actual tokens, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think one of the things to highlight here is that this dark web store is a really innovative new concept where mm-hmm. you can take an actual crypto token and use it within the game. I don't think very many games that I know of are doing that. And it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic that could, I think be a, a great model for, um, you know, the future of gaming. And, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's really exciting. I mean, we've already seen in this first week over uh, like 150,000 tokens since this weekend that have been recycled wow. back into the game to purchase That's those awesome. encryption keys. That's crazy. Right? So there's a real <laughs> demand there yeah. for people to, to earn in the game, uh, earn their tokens in the game, and then use them back in the game, potentially to earn even more tokens um, by ranking higher with the, with the boost. So that is, I think, something really exciting and worth highlighting is, is that you can use tokens inside the game. 
Um, yeah. To your other points, yes. So there is 4,000 um, NFT cards that have been set aside uh, sp- specifically for purchase with the Mintopoly money okay. token. Mm-hmm. Once the dark web is kind of sorted out and all those boosts and attacks are there, that was the first priority. And then we'll work on introducing um, additional card types that are specifically for those that can be purchased with the Mintopoly money. Okay. And those cards will probably be a separate collection on Polygon just to avoid the gas fees so that they're mm-hmm. a lot easier to purchase. With the tokens on Polygon, it'll be much more seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 12,000 base cards, which come in all the different types. And then there'll be new types for those 4,000 special edition cards that can be purchased with the tokens. So that will be a bit of work to to come up with new types of boosts and new game features to Mm -hmm. use those cards. Um, And I also have some other ideas beyond the current game for what those cards can be used for. Uh, And I think you also mentioned um, being able to sell the tokens, liquidity. There's Mm -hmm. a very small liquidity pool on like uh, SushiSwap, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But at this point it's like, it's, it's, it's not worth it to play the game to earn tokens in order to sell them. It's like yeah. fractions of a cent. And that's not really the point at this point is right. the token valuation, but, mm-hmm. but it does exist. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess what I would say to that is um, the actual earning portion of the game. It's a lot more viable if you're placing in the, if you're winning the NFTs. Um, so uh, we actually didn't talk about the side competitions at all. So that's right. So so why don't we why don't we jump into that before we go anywhere else? So um not only do you win if if you come in first out of the players who don't have the Mintopolis NFT, you 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 win the basically the best NFT if you're the top player. Um but there's also additional ways to earn NFTs that can help you um in the later stages of the game. So that's the side competitions and, and what are those all about? Um, every round has some type of a crazy side competition yeah. where if you are the top person to do X or Y, you win a card, usually two or three cards per round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some of the past side competitions have been things like the person who ends the round closest to a hundred thousand yeah. network without going over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and unbelievably we've had people at 99.9999, right yeah. like, crazy, crazy mathematicians uh, who had figured it out. Um, so that's one of the more bizarre ones, but there's mm-hmm. also simpler ones. Like if you have the most mining rigs at the end of the round, or I think this one might be most mining rigs or, or some type of investment without doing any hard forks, which means right. you, your income is gonna be a lot slower and you have to have an entirely different strategy. So it's a way where you can generally have to decide whether you want to go for top finish or whether you want to try to compete for that side competition to earn a, a free NFT Mentopoly card. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, every round has usually two or three of those. Right. And 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 those ones I've I've I mean, just from my small sample size of the, of the players who I talk to that play the game, those ones are extremely fun. Um, they typically um, they try to go out and, and win the Mintopolis card because then that one will help you win the the rest of them relatively easier. Um, it's it's not easy right. a, at all to win the side comps, but those are the ones that they have the most fun with um, because it, it completely changes your play style. You can either choose to play for, you know, 
the t- as high or you know as high as you can get on the leaderboards or you can play specifically for those side competitions but you can't necessarily like you, sometimes you can do both if they overlap but most of the time you're not playing to win if you're playing the side competition yeah usually i try to make them so that they don't overlap so you do mm-hmm. have to decide and another thing i will point out is that um a lot of times the people with the most cards who have purchased the most already are going to be in the best position to win mm-hmm. side comps. So the people with more cards are going to win more and more and more cards. Um, so one thing we often do almost every round now is set aside one of those side comp cards specifically for people who have like two or three cards or less. The so least amount way, of cards, who, right? Yeah. That yeah. way those who don't have that many cards are, have an opportunity to start earning them. Well, I love it doesn't that. just go to those who have the most. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a valuable thing to do. I'm very glad you put that in there because you know, it, it, it's, it's impossible to get away from play to win, especially when we're talking about when you can, you know, you, when your goods inside of the game are interchangeable for others, for, for, for money, there's always going to be that play to win factor. But you know, this, you know, allows those players who don't want to play that way to actually be able to, you know, advance in the game or, you know, make money off of it, I guess, if in a sense, right? right so it's, yeah. it becomes a little more fair. It's a little more balanced. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about the Metopolis NFT. That's the number one. Um, so this one, uh, we've established that only 50 will exist because you give one out after winning a round and there's only going to be 50 rounds. Um, let's, let's try to clear the air on the 50 round thing. So I've, I've seen a lot of information about how, you know, you obviously have plans after 50 rounds, but 50. So, so what's the significance of the 50 round? Uh, uh, yeah. Discourse? So that's just, yeah. that's, that's the limit where, um, the million tokens per round. Will yes. End up okay. 50, right. And right. there's 50 Mintopolis, uh, right. Mintopolis cards. Okay. But again, I think that the rounds will certainly continue after that. Right. It's, it's just that the, the stakes will be a little bit lower. So there it's more, mm-hmm. it's more urgent to win or to do, to do your best during this, this first year, this first okay. real distribution of the primary amount of tokens. Okay. Um, so after all the 50 are given away, um, and, and, you know, we're on to round say 51. There's no, there's no, you know, Mintopolis V2 card coming. Um, or is that maybe something that's in the pipeline? Um, I think there are much bigger things in the pipeline. Okay. okay. Like I said, the game will continue. Um, yeah. but if you want to talk about the future of the Mintoverse as well, we can certainly do that. Oh, because yeah. I see the current game, to be honest, as a mini game like a game to distribute the tokens. We've talked about how deep it is and how complex it is, but I feel like it's really a mini game in in terms of the vision of the Mintoverse. And what I really want to do and what I've been working on behind the scenes quite a bit over these last few months, um, and it's ramping up more and more as we get towards the end of this first year, is building a resource-based world, a Mintoverse, where Mm -hmm. there is land that can be owned, um, and the land generates various types of resources, depending on which type it is. Um, the resources are all backed by the Mintopoly money tokens. So mm-hmm. if you need to buy and sell resources that you're generating or you need different types for your land, um, they're all backed by the tokens and essentially a real economy. All right. Because 
you'll be generating income from your land, which you can sell for tokens and or trade for other types of resources. That is the bigger vision of um, where Mintopoly is going. Uh, it's it's much more than the current simulator game. Now, right. the current simulator game will play a crucial role in that mm-hmm. in terms of continuing to distribute tokens and continuing to provide you know value into that larger world. But yeah, I certainly I'm working on on a much bigger version two or or the next phase let's say that's of of the mintoverse that's extremely exciting i know a lot of players will be very excited to hear something like that and um it also gives you you know it gives you a little bit of a planning um idea if you're a player of the game to start stacking (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) don't be getting rid of your tokens yeah (laughs) that's something i really want to communicate is that yeah the tokens will be extremely valuable um in in the future visions of this game you know it's right. not just that you can use them in game and all that or purchase a few extra cards with them that's great and that's that's going to be a big part of it but it's really just a piece of of the puzzle there's there's a lot more that i want to do and what makes that all possible is this current distribution for this year you know to get right. out 50 of the 100 million tokens directly to the players who care the most you know there's mm-hmm. many thousands of addresses now who own the yeah. company money tokens yeah. And that's a huge asset as we start to build, you know, an economy and a world where mm-hmm. you can trade resources and, and play a much bigger game. If that just started from scratch and there was a bunch of tokens that I had, and then it's really hard to do that. But now yeah. that it's so distributed that players have the tokens themselves and they can make their own decisions, that'll give rise to, you know, an entire economy from the beginning as that comes out. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff in the pipeline. Yeah. Sure. Uh that that's you got you gave me goosebumps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um I do have some quick questions. I, I definitely want to dive right into that and, and we'll get into the roadmap quickly, but I just I want to knock off a few things that I I think um players will find interesting for, uh if you have an answer to. So, um sure. th- these are kind of specific questions maybe from some from some players, but um you don't have to answer them if you, if you don't Uh-oh. if you don't feel comfortable, but they're not too bad they're not too bad um so for players who so so we were talking about the nfts and about how um in each tier there's multiple or in each category there's multiple tiers so for example um the the free one that you give out um if you place 50 or or in the top 50 for a certain number of rounds um it gives you a staking boost i believe of four percent and then if you place better uh, then 50% in the eight rounds, it actually upgrades to six. So technically you'd have two NFTs, one at four and one at six, or maybe I have the numbers wrong, but you, you get the idea. Is there, uh, basically there's a best in slot for a, for a type of NFT, right? So, um, for staking, it would be, you know, there, there's a best in slot card. Are there any plans? Um, so is there a significant, reason to have you know the all of those cards in those tier or do you only want the top one because you know a lot of those players who have all the cards let's 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 create a fictitious example of a player who has all the cards maybe they want to get rid of all of their lower tier cards because now they don't they don't need them anymore is is that something um you've thought about or, or or what's going on there 
Yeah, so there are ranges, you know, so some of the NFTs, the staking pool, I think ranges from 18 to 22%. Right. There's a card that will give you a staking pool boost and mm -hmm. they range from 18 to 22%. And that just kind of creates some sense of like rarity and, and scale for the different types of cards. It's not a, a dramatic difference. I mean, some, some might argue that 22 is a really big difference with compounding, but um, during the current game, to answer your question, you really only need one card because right. the game will automatically pick the best one that you have. Okay. It'll say, okay, you've got an 18 card, a 19, and 22 staking card. It'll mm -hmm. just pick the 22 for you. Um, however, in, in the future plans for Mintopoly, my focus is on making the cards and the tokens as valuable as possible okay. as much utility <laughs> as possible mm -hmm. i can say that for sure yeah. it's not like there will be new cards and new tokens and, and new new things to purchase it's all about this existing collection and making okay. it as valuable as possible mm -hmm. so i mentioned that in this world there will be plots of land which can generate resources and things like that mm -hmm. the nft cards will play a crucial role in that process okay so if you have more than one card of a type and you're interested in sticking around for the future of Mintopoly, it may be good to hold on to okay. duplicate cards. Um, yeah. In the current game, I don't see an immediate use for two of the same type, but in the future, there's mm -hmm. there's probably a lot more that can be done with multiple cards. Excellent. That's I think that's the answer everybody wanted to hear. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, and that's my focus. Just making yeah. the cards and the token as valuable as possible in as many ways as possible. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. And now this one jumps a little bit ahead, but I, I, I want to get rid of this question before we move on from the NFTs. So um, is I know that I read something uh, during my homework about uh, being able to rent NFT cards. Um, so is this something that's, you know, on your radar um, and, you know, on a more um, personal inquiry, just my own curiosity, I, I kind of want to know what the technology behind um, renting an NFT is. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that is um, another one of the planned uses of the tokens is that mm. oh, you would okay. be able to spend a certain amount of tokens to rent a card. Um, there's a few caveats there though. One is that um, there are NFT cards like we talked about. There's also promo cards. The ones you mentioned where they give you a small staking boost. Um, mm. If you finish in the top half of the round, you can earn one of those. Mm. That's a promo card. It doesn't. Right. It's not an NFT. It just right. kind of lives in the game's okay. code and it lives in your account forever. You can't trade it like an NFT. Um, so my primary thought would be that you could rent in a, or promo cards on a per round okay. basis. So it okay. would just add, you know, an extra um, um, celeb card to your account, mm -hmm, or it would mm -hmm. add an extra um, banker card that increases your earnings of centralized exchanges okay. at a smaller rate than the NFT. And you could pay, you know, five hundred or a thousand in top of the money, um, perhaps through the same encryption key system, to okay. rent one of those cards. So that would be another in-game use of the tokens. Um, I've also considered being able to rent actual cards, as you mentioned, actual NFTs. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I haven't gotten far enough along with that, to be honest, to 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 know exactly how that would be done. Okay, Although yeah. I have a general idea of how mm -hmm. how you could rent cards. It would just in the game's code. It would just prevent the user from using that card and give it to the other player for a, okay. for a temporary amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and that would probably work pretty well um, if we came to that. I'm not I'm not 100% sure, certain we would be able to rent actual cards. I'm not right. sure that would necessarily make sense, but mm -hmm. it would be an option for sure. Okay, yeah. No, that makes sense. Actually, you know, cr kind of like crediting an account, and you could probably do it for, you know, 
multiple rounds or even just one round of, of like putting the card yeah. like that, doing the renting that way. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes very logical sense. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Okay, then let's jump into the roadmap because we've been going for about an hour and 10 and I think this is probably the juiciest bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've already spoiled all the roadmap. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. So um, I kind of want to, I'm just going to go through, okay, here, let me tr- uh, share my screen again because um, you you technically have, you know, a, a great roadmap um, on your on your website here. Um, so... This is this is it. I will so say this the roadmap hasn't been updated. In that's fine. Several probably several months. So actually, a that, lot okay. of this has been is already be- finished. Already been done. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so on my we'll, list for the for this week actually to update. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right on. Um. So the in-game token uses. Right. Uh. You, we've been talking about this basically through the whole podcast. Yeah. This this is the idea behind <laughs> the Mintoverse. Um. So I just kind of want to know. Um. This one isn't completed, and probably this one will be in development for quite a while. If 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 what I'm hearing is, you know, the the driving force behind basically the Mintoverse, right? Yeah. So I mean, specifically here, I'm talking about things like the dark web, where you can mm-hmm. use your tokens inside the current simulator game. So that's mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say it's 100 percent done, but it's already no. out there this round. You know, yes. you use your tokens to purchase the boosts. Right. Um, and as you can see there, there's also, it also mentions promo card rentals. Um, and, yep. um, and again, the in-game uses of these, of these tickets or as we're calling them now, encryption keys, right. Which you can purchase with the tokens. And you gave the little spoiler that, um, you know, the, the, the blackout could be coming and the, and the, and right. the protection along with that. So that's probably, that's another one of those uh, use cases for the actual, um, MM token, right? Right. Um. So this is one of those things that I didn't get around to at the beginning of the podcast. I have it written down, but the block explorer. So this um little concept here is quite in depth and actually one of my favorite updates to the game. Oh, um, okay. So this is basically. Why don't you explain it to me? Because um, if, just for the uh, the the listener's sake, because I'm gonna butcher it. To me, here's what it is. To me, to me, it's a uh, extremely in-depth um, statistics page for um, the leaderboards and all the players who are playing the game. Um, but I'd love to know, you know, why you created this and, you know, what's going on with the Block Explorer. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with crypto, everything is right. public. Mm-hmm. generally uh, and there's websites like etherscan uh, ethereum has something called etherscan which is a block explorer it allows mm-hmm. you to see everything that ha- that's happening on the ethereum blockchain mm-hmm. and my idea was that Metopoly is a simulated blockchain and that data should be public in the same way so we created the Metopoly explorer as a way to make as much player data every round available to every right. other player as possible just make it all public yeah so you can see um, how many mining rigs somebody has or what their current fork percentage is or um, everything all of the data Look about it. that right. <laughs> it's awesome i love it oh okay and you can check for all of the rounds <laughs> yeah you can even go back to the very beginning and see how many you know what the fork percentage was for the winner in round one and all of that so um yeah i think it's it's a really exciting feature it's Definitely. i think everything should be public it's my 
view on for this game is just make as much data public as possible. Um, and the Explorer does a pretty good job of that. And there's always more I want to add. So I still need to add the ability to see every action that a player has taken during the round, which would be mm -hmm. really cool. So you can see they bought five mining rigs on block one and ah. whatever else. That would be really cool. Um, yes. That's still something I'm working on. But totally. And yeah, the Explorer is a work in progress. Totally. Um, and, you know, it, it says that um, you're only 75% of the way done. So. Um, definitely work, work in progress, but, um, here's, here's one of those things that, um, oh, maybe it's gone now, but there was a search function here. Um, I don't oh, know. You, if... can, you can search players, um, with a little oh. magnifying glass. Okay. There. And so is this, players that way? is this one fully functioning? Oh, it is. I didn't, uh, I didn't that actually, okay. I didn't test this out. I should have, because this was going to be my biggest request. You were already on top of this, but, um, this Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so you can actually now search players on the leaderboards as well, and it gives you all right. their, all their stats. Look at that. Okay, so my first round was uh, round twelve, actually. <laughs> oh, look okay, at this! Wow, you've been around for a while. I've been around. I've been around. Okay, <laughs> and you know it's actually really funny because you know I was telling you I, I was trying out the fork fork percentage. <laughs> And I think right, what happened got one fork I, with 16%. And I think I did it right at the end of the round. So it just brought me right down to the very bottom. Of, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, the block explorer is one of my favorite, favorite ideas here. Um, I love that. Everything's public. That's going to be, that's going to be an extremely fun thing to play around with. So um, I think you've done yeah, a great job. I just added so. encryption keys yesterday. So you can see oh. how many encryption keys somebody has and, and players really want to be able to see how many boosts they've used with their encryption keys right. per round. So yeah. oh, that's, that's something to work on as well. Super exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, okay. Uh, what, what do I have next here? Oh, yes. the So, sorry. Let me just head back to the roadmap here on the Block Explorer. And now you have this back-end refactor. Um, so just for my curiosity's sake, you know, uh, with, with my little background and actually a lot of the listeners have some sort of technical background. I feel like if you're playing play to earn games or crypto, you have some sort of technical background or maybe an interest in it at least at the bare minimum. Um, so, so what's going on here with the back end refactor? You don't have to go into depth. I just curiosity. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that, that a lot of people have a tech yeah. background. It's, kind of a gift and a curse to this game that so many people are, I feel like everyone who plays it is a coder. So they're always yeah. it, early on, you know, like way back before it launched, they were all like finding exploits and bugs yep. and issues that, mm -hmm. which is terrifying, but also really good. Cause they're all like very helpful in you know, yeah. finding problems and fixing problems. So, um, but anyways, as far as the backend refactor, there's a lot, there was a lot of stuff that just needed to be kind of cleaned up to make it easier to develop in the future. Mm -hmm. um, there was some browser performance issues. Like we talked about the green bar scrolling um, that was being done in the wrong way. And it was mm -hmm. causing a lot of excess, you know, CPU and GPU usage in the browser. And that's been cleaned up. So it should be a lot mm -hmm. smoother now and should use less resources. Um, so things like that, just general cleanups to make, to refactor some of the functions okay. and, um, one of the big things was actually refactoring the tallying system of how a player is tallied, which is just mind bogglingly complex Yeah. because every time <laughs> they load into the game, mm -hmm. you have to figure out how much they've earned since it, they were last. Right. Okay. You've got to earn, oh. calculate all their earnings. You have to add on their staking interest. You have to 
multiply by their card boosts for each individual card they have. Then you have to multiply by their forking percentage. And this all has to be accurate down to eight decimal places down to the very particular block you're on. Wow. And then when you add the Mentopoly News Network on top of that, sometimes the earnings are going to change for parts of the parts of that period of time. Totally. So, that logic so is complex. Very, very, very wow. Complex. Yeah. Yeah. It would be complex logic. So that there. should be wow. a, yeah, that should be very solid now. But I would say that was the biggest part of refactoring. Okay. Um, and that's what made the Mentopoly News Network so hard is that it added yet another right. very complex <laughs> variable into something that was already so complex. So Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive though. Um that's uh, that satisfied my curiosity. All right. Um so the um, next next planned projects here. This is what you have for um, just in one of the headlines here. First special edition NFT card. So what is going on with these what what what's going on with this oh this is the additional four thousand those okay. are the four thousand mm -hmm. right yeah so we're, we'll call those special edition cards that mm -hmm. you can purchase directly with mentopoly money they'll okay. be true nfts that you can own that will provide boosts um and i will say that i i expect those to have an even bigger use in the future projects to come as well so mm -hmm. i do want to incorporate them into the current game but i want to do it in a way where they have value in whatever else is to come as well so that's the that's the next challenge once the current dark web is working is finding the dual uses for the cards it can be used okay. today and also yeah. add even more value in, in the times to come right on that's that's awesome and so the future vision this is basically this is where we get into you know see the the mintoverse here um and yeah, this is absolutely. so this is directly related to the longevity of the game um I imagine is there a lot you can share on this like what's what's going on with the with the the planning on this because this it seems like it's a it's not just you know pump this out in a few months this is going to be an extremely large project going on right um yeah so it's basically what i mentioned about building mm -hmm. a world with owned land, land ownership and mm -hmm. resource trading um and I can probably share more in, in a few weeks, like actual okay. screenshots and details oh, yeah. and the right on. of all of this, um, because that's pr my primary project right now. So mm -hmm. I will say that the current game, I want it to be complete. I want it to have everything it needs, everything that it was promised um, with in-game uses of the tokens and all of that. Um, but I don't necessarily want to continue adding features for years and years and years to the current simulator game. Mm -hmm. I, I want it to kind of become a complete project. Um, so I think the roadmap takes us to everything that the current game needs to be completed. And then from that point, my primary focus will be more on building that future, um, project, the next layer on top of it. Right on. And I would certainly expect that next layer to be done by the time the 50 rounds are up. I can't right. make any promises on that yet. <laughs> no worries. It's, it's on track for sure. Yeah. It, it's going well. And like I said, I can probably introduce this and start sharing the bigger picture as a whole within eh, within you know a month or so or that's exciting it's, it's oh well, yeah because i'm sure the people I, I so i'm not heavily into um the mintopoly discord but i i know a few of the players and um i know that they're probably bloodthirsty <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> wanting to know that information um so you, you, yeah you'll be making a lot of people happy i think uh when when, when yeah. that time comes about um so uh, before wrapping up, I, I have a couple of my own questions. 
Um, and actually, you basically answered them all. But uh, there, there was one that I, I'm very curious about. So um, there was an ether fishing collaboration that you did, uh, right? Um, so that was fun. I've played that game um, a small, small amount, not as much as Metopoly. Um, so I just think it was a, a good thing to to do for you know publicity sake and and you know fun sake as well. So are there any other collaborations down the line? And I'm specifically wondering about Coin Hunt World. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I can say from my perspective, I would love to partner with right. Coin Hunt World. Mm-hmm. If anyone from Coin Hunt World is out there and wants to work on a collaboration, a Mr. Mentopoly QB, I hear about that like once a week. Ooh. Everyone wants a Mr. Mentopoly QB. So <laughs> if the Coin Hunt World people are around. Um, I would love to partner with them. I'm sure there's some great stuff we could do because mm-hmm. I think there's such a great crossover. Um, mm-hmm. There's been so many, so many incredible coin out world players who've become a really integral part of this community, Mentopoly community as yeah. well, and vice versa. I know a lot of our players have gotten into coin out world as a result. Yep. So there seems to be such a good crossover that it would make sense. And I think in general, that's true with all crypto games is that mm-hmm. you know we're not really competing with each other. It's no. not like you can play one or the other. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity for collaboration, I think. It would be great to you know, do whatever we can with every other crypto game that's interested in partnering. Absolutely. Um, you, you have my vote, and I'll be pushing for it. And um, I believe that um, some of the developers watch and, and listen to my podcast. So, you know, it, that would be that would be awesome, and I know that uh, players of Coin Hunt World would be really enthused with that, and I'm sure um, all the players who have crossed over uh, would be super excited. And you know that list is quite long, actually, <laughs> of, of players who yeah. play both. Yeah, um, so yeah. that's that's really exciting. Um, I think that's that that was kind of you know one of the biggest things that I that I definitely wanted to push for, and. Um, I think is very. Yeah. I, I think that's possible. I, I don't think we're shooting for anything too crazy here. And uh, so, oh. has there has there been any? Um, there there hasn't been any um, talks with with Coin Hunt World, has there? At all? Um, on your, on your not official talks okay. on collaboration. No, okay. not at this point. I would like to though, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. as this project is becoming more developed and yeah. and, a lot and of growing. The, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. All the refactoring and things are very, very solid and working mm-hmm. really well. And it's becoming more of a mature project. So it's this is the time to start working with other projects as well and collaborating. Absolutely. All so right. Win-win. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure all the players will be happy. Um, so just to finally close it up here, um, I have a final question and it's revolving in the team. So it, correct me if I'm wrong. I would be extremely shocked if you were doing all of this alone. Um, <laughs> Do you have a team working behind the scenes with you? Um, and you know, well, like what's going on? Is is there is there multiple people? Not really. Um, wow. Generally, I have so I have a developer who helps out on a okay. part-time basis as well. Yeah. he's great. He's better than me for sure, and he yeah. can solve some of the bigger problems, like you know, some of those larger refactorings that we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, mm-hmm. But I do a lot of the coding myself. I wow. Pretty much all of the artwork myself you know for the the front end the back end the cards you know all of that and i really enjoy that process i like having multiple skills to be able to use in one project so i love being able to do the art and the coding and the marketing um 
but yeah, it is a lot, especially community wow. management and managing yeah. the game and managing the development. It's um, it's ballooned into a pretty big project. But yeah, this, so the team is fairly small. And I will say that my Discord mods are awesome. They do yeah. such a great job of keeping mm-hmm. the community in line. Um, Drop Dude and Miami and Inakura yeah. and uh, and Aragath, they're very they're great. And so is the rest of the community. I mean, yeah. the strongest thing this game has is this community. I don't yeah. even they're crazy they're just so supportive and so helpful and um it wouldn't be really anything without them so no yeah that that's awesome man and um i'm extremely impressed that you're doing that with such like what well, one other person that's insane man <laughs> yeah i think i think you got yeah. something really special on your hands though and and i think you know that so um but uh, th- this is this is what we're going to call it we're we're going on an hour and 30 so um label i just want to uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a it's a been a great little ride here. I've been playing for Mintopoly for a while, as you as you know, and um, yeah. it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, you're a great guy, and you know we share similar hobbies. So I'm excited to see what uh, what the future holds for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> maybe someday I'll beat you at chess. But I hope I'm looking forward years. to it. <laughs> uh, I would love yeah, for well, that I really to happen. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure to be here and a lot of fun. Of course, man. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon, all right? All right, thank you. Okay, bye now. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.